rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of Hummus Podcast. I'm your host, Damn it, Damien. All right, buddies. On today's episode, we bring you a very special episode because once again, we bring you not just one guest. We bring you two guests on today's episode. And actually, if you want to get technical, it's a little bit more than that because we not only today are we talking to my good buddy, Mr. Damien Wilcox, Calgary, Alberta, Kansas, Canada. God, that's a mouthful. Calgary, Alberta, Canada's comic illustrator extraordinaire. Not only do we have Mr. Damien Wilcox with us today, we have Octaves, the post-punk hardcore band from Baltimore, Maryland. They just put out a new album on Bridge Nine Records a few months ago. So we're bringing you two different flavors of two very great people, two very great bands. And the Octaves, there's like three or four dudes, and they're jumping in and out of the van, and then it's fun, hilarity, and retarded drunken nation. Drunken nation, let's make that a word, friends. It's a word now, drunken nation. So, Octaves played by uh, the bar I bartend and work at, the Black Sheep here in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, Monday this week. Great show. Cancer Bats played that show, too. They they escaped my clutches before I get a chance to interview them. But uh, got, in, got in the van with the Octaves dudes, had a few beverages beforehand, and then we uh, we smoked some, uh, some uh, well, as you'll hear in the episode, we smoked some uh, quote-unquote cigarettes while doing the interview. It's a good time. Really, really fun. Really entertaining gentlemen. Um, and then last night I get home from the show as bartending, and I'm about to go on a month-long tour. And I'd had several shots of fireball whiskey. And I'm sitting here watching Artless Nancy videos. Artless Nancy, of course, are the band I'm about to go on tour with for the next month. Um, and I'm watching this video, and Corey Call, the lead singer of Artless Nancy, is wearing a, a Mostly Harmless t-shirt. Now, I'm about out of the original print runs of the Mostly Harmless t-shirts, uh, with the koala bear and the exploding dynamite in its mouth. I'm sitting there crying, crying to myself. I'm like, man, I wish I had some merchandise, buddies. I wish I had something to sell. I wish I had something to give to the people. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning, maybe even later than that. I shoot off an email to my buddy Damian Wilcox and go, hey, man, remember that time you did the cover of the Long Dead, Mostly Harmless Magazine, issue number two? It's a teddy bear holding a jar of poison. It's a pretty great uh, design, and people have been asking for that for months as a t-shirt design. And we're finally going to deliver. Damien said, absolutely, let's do it. And I said, hey, there's no way in hell I will print these t-shirts without interviewing you. Which, if my good buddy Zach Kinsella is listening to this, he will he will get a little irritated because I printed mostly harmless t-shirts with his koala bear design on it and have not interviewed him yet. That's mostly because every time we've tried to do something, it's fell through. Uh, so anyway, we're going to sit down first here in a second with uh, Mr. Damian Wilcox. And then we're going to sit down and listen to what I think is going to be a hilarious interview with Octaves. But before that, I've got to thank this week's returning sponsor of Denver Comic Con. That's right, Denver Comic Con. This is going on the last week first week of June, last week of May, first week of June. It's May 31st to June 2nd at the Colorado Convention Center in wonderful Denver, Colorado. Now, they've just announced a few staggering epic guests. J. August Richards, he played Gun on Angel, which I'm a Buffy fan, and I love Angel, and I'm super stoked to meet J. August Richards in Denver at the Comic-Con. Dr. Fu, Dr. Fu, Dr. Who fans will be excited to see that Colin Baker one of the original, one of the earlier Doctor Who. He was the sixth Doctor Who. He was the sixth Doctor of the Doctor Whos. He's going to be at Denver Comic Con. How fucking cool is that, friends? And, of course, we still got Stan the Man Lee, creator of Spider-Man, X-Men, 
uh, Fantastic Four, The Incredible Hulk. I should say co-creator because he co-created all that. Uh, we've got Will Wheaton from Star Trek The Next Generation, one of my favorite movies of all time, Stand By Me. We've got uh, George Takei, Facebook famous. Not only that, he's also famous for, uh, you know, Sulu in the original Star Trek television series and movies. Let's see. Let's scroll through this website real quick and see who else. they got some cool comic book people. Noah Van Skyver's been on the show. Peter Beige, he did the comic book Hate. That was pretty gnarly. Uh, Felicia Day. Felicia Day, beautiful redhead. I'm obsessed with redheads, friends. And, uh, yeah, she's the creator of the uh, web series The Guild. Not only that, she's been in Supernatural, Eureka, and she was in the final season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Bringing that all back around. So, again, friends, please visit DenverComicCon.com for more information about Denver Comic Con. Thank you, Denver Comic Con, for returning as our special guests. So, without further ado, we're going to just get straight into our interview with Mr. Damien Wilcox. Unfortunately, Damien Wilcox will not be at the Denver Comic Con, but hey, what are you going to do, folks? We got him here today. So let's uh let's listen to that interview with Damien. So Damien Wilcox, how did you get your fantastic yes. name of Damien? Do, you, well, do your parents <laughs> do your parents have a story or not? Uh, the the only story I know of, uh, the, there was no uh, much to the chagrin of, of many people over the years that have asked me if my parents were satanic. <laughs> um, it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're they're British, so I, I think um, I think it's not that uncommon in in Britain. Maybe um, I, I did find out that my dad was going to name me Zachariah, <laughs> nice. which uh, I thought I thought was interesting. I I, I kind of wanted the name Zach when I was younger, and then at this point, I'm I'm pretty happy with Damien. <laughs> me too. I did too. Actually, I wanted to be Zach or Max in the '80s because yeah, those were the cool names. It was like the Lego Kid or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was supposed to be a Christopher, and in my age group, I know oh, wow. a hundred Christophers, at at least a yeah. hundred. So when I was born, my dad, my parents had just seen the Omen three in theaters, named me <laughs> after that. And uh, yeah. for years, for years and years and years, they they told me I was named after some um, uh, uh, Catholic priest who worked with lepers. And, um, and and then one day my dad was drunk driving me to the video store to rent movies, and I don't know what it brought it up. He he told me the real story. He's like, no, no, we named you. Your mother was out of her mind on the epidural or whatever. I I'm paraphrasing the story now, but and he was like, uh, so I, we had just seen the movie in theaters, so we named you Damien, and nobody else has ever seen that movie. It stars Sam Neill from the Jurassic Park movies in it <laughs> as uh, as Damien. What's well, they up? They did a remake. They they did a uh, remake of, of the Omen, um, not that long ago, and and I've still never seen Damien the Omen. Yeah, I've never seen. I watched part of the second one, and fell asleep because it was so boring. Ah, <laughs> uh, I haven't but, watched it. I'm not good with scary movies. So. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're missing anything. So, all right. So so uh, so, what were your earliest um, memories of drawing or illustrating? Did you doodle as a little kid or anything? Yeah, actually, I, I wrote, I, I kind of revisited this when, when I, um, so I just finished a new book, and I always like to write an introduction. Um, it's kind of something I've done ever since I've started, even even when I was like folding and stapling my little photocopied comics, I, I'd always write a little introduction. Um, and, and this one, uh, I kind of called out the, the explicit origin of my drawings, <laughs> and, and that was... Um, 
that was in grade five. I remember it very, very clearly. I mean, I'd, I'd been I'd done some drawings prior to that, had art classes in, in, you know, as part of school and all of that. But this one guy in my class, <laughs> I, I remember his name and everything, Tom Brickner. Um, this was grade five. He he was sitting next to me, and he, he had the little ruled exercise book um, for whatever class it was. And he's showing me little drawings he did in the back of it, and, and he's telling me, you know, oh, we never get to the end of these books. You can draw on them, uh, and, and, you know, it, it's great. And, and so after seeing all, all of his drawings, I started drawing in the back of mine, and just kind of continued on from there. Um, but that, that was, that, that's the, the, the one memory that kind of sticks out as, as like the stake in the ground that got me going. Did you read, uh, comics like newspaper or comic books as a little kid too? Yeah, quite a bit actually. (laughs) I used to read Garfield a lot, (laughs) which is almost embarrassing now, but, um, yeah, I read Garfield a whole bunch. I, I, I mean, that, that's the one that stands out a lot. I, I remember uh, clipping out uh, comic strips from the newspaper that I really liked. Um, and and it, it was never because it was a specific uh, comic title that I followed or anything. There would always be something about the comic that I liked, like maybe something was done different or drawn differently or, you know, they, there was just kind of an element of it that, that I really liked, and I'd cut out those strips. Um so, so it wasn't like all Beetle Bailey or all Garfield or something like that. It was um, there. There was one where they this one called Tumbleweeds that I remember, and and in the one uh, in the one comic strip, he he drew uh, one of the characters dressed up as Spider Man, and then, um, I don't know. There was just something about it that I thought was pretty interesting. So I cut that out and cut several other ones out and used to hold on to them. And um, yeah, and then the more I got into drawing. The, more that there'd be elements of, of these strips that I'd I'd really like. Cool. I wasn't sure if you were done talking there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you you're gonna edit this right and, and make me nah. sound awesome. <laughs> I could, but nah, screw that. <laughs> uh, when, when did you start? So so you started drawing in the fifth grade, but when it was what uh, in college when you actually started making your own comics, right? Yeah, I actually, um, so I th- there was a in grade eight there was a short period of time uh, that I I was making comics, um, and it, I made a bunch of them within a short period of time. It was like social studies class or something like that. Um, there was this other guy sitting next to me, Chris Samuel, and and uh, <laughs> somehow he he uh, he was into comics as well, and and. I think he was making his own comics as well at that point. But um, so I started making these comics called Robo Bill, <laughs> and it was a it was a combination of um, RoboCop and, and Mr. Bill, the little plasticine doll from Saturday Night Live that would always get destroyed. And um, so for some reason, <laughs> those two got merged together, and then um, I made some ridiculous comics out of those. Um, but I, I don't. I, I think lost those at some point during you know over moving over the years um but the the comics that i I guess the point where it really started for me i mean most of the time i would be drawing things out of magazines and drawing things more realistically like over the years i draw 
Um, you know, I'd flip through skateboarding magazines and, and try and draw things as they looked. Um, so very focused on realistic drawings. And then um, in, in college, and actually at the comic convention this weekend, I, I saw <laughs> I saw the person responsible for this. <laughs> uh, this friend of mine um, uh, was in this uh, was in another program at college, um, this printing program, and he was putting together a zine, and he had one page left to fill. And I saw him in, in the hallway at lunchtime. And uh, he told me this, and I begged him to let me draw a comic. <laughs> so I made this, you know, within 10 minutes, I made this short little one-page comic called Dork Boy uh, about this character that was, like, on this flying potato battling Nazi warplanes and firing heat-seeking turtles. <laughs> um, and and then, uh, so th- that was the, the first thing that started. And, and then probably, uh, probably about a year or two later, um, I was... I was trying to figure out what to do as like a Christmas card or something like that, and one of my friends suggested that I do a comic, and and then I thought, well, I made this one-page Dork Boy comic two years ago. <laughs> um, maybe I'll try and make a few pages, um, and, and I put that together, photocopied it, folded it, stapled it, handed it out to friends and family, um, and, and everybody really enjoyed it. So. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot too, much to my surprise, because I hadn't really done much cartoony uh, type work before that. Um, so I, I just kept making them, <laughs> and uh, I haven't been able to stop. I guess. <laughs> now, those aren't the first kind of Christmas cards you passed out, right? You had another kind of Christmas card in years before that you would pass out, didn't you? Uh, I had the. <laughs> at some point, I had the toast card. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> the toast cards, and I'm I, I I'm trying to think that that was either shortly before I think it was shortly before or shortly after the comic I is probably actually I think it was the year before. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was the toast card, and so what you do <laughs> to make your own toast card, which I've, I've mailed it literally across the world, as you know, it's yeah, as, it, as it's I know. <laughs> I've gotten and eaten well, one before. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I, I mean, it, it's made it overseas. It's been almost ridiculous. So, I mean, you take a piece of toast, and, and I would cut a piece of paper out to go on the front and a piece of paper to go on the back and, and write the address on the front, of course, and put a stamp on it, um, write a short message on the back, uh, and then tape the paper around from front to back and drop it in the mailbox. And... Uh, miraculously, it's in in I would say almost every single case. I don't know that it's ever gotten lost. I, I as far as I know, in every single case, it's made it to the destination. <laughs> Sometimes a little, you know, a little worse for the wear, but <laughs> yeah, and and then still delicious when they they arrive because uh, I took it <laughs> way way back. I God, I think that was two thousand. It had to be 2006, 2007, like I made a video of me eating mine way back when, So, which is still on your website, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah, that so. was great. But but they, I, it, it, It's good that you didn't eat the... the I, I'd, I'd sent out... One Christmas, I decided to paint one side red and one side green to be festive, so it's probably good that you didn't get one of those. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't have eaten one of those, but... Everybody was like, Did, weren't you afraid of getting sick? And I'm like, no. Well, maybe a little, but whatever. It was, I was 25 then. 
Um, so how did your uh, drawing style naturally develop? Is there like a case or have you always drawn with such simplicity? Oh, no. <laughs> the, um, so the, the first, the, that, that first Christmas comic I tried to do, um, because I, I'd kind of come from that school of trying to draw things realistically, um, I, I I didn't know what to do with comics. <laughs> I, di- I didn't know what to do with anything that was cartoony or, or unrealistic. Um, so I, I was hatching and filling in as much detail as I possibly could to try and render it, you know, just <laughs> um, beyond any, any sort of limits, which in retrospect is, I, you know, maybe not the best thing to do and it's but it has simplified over the years um probably for a number of reasons you know in some cases tools you use in other cases um reproduction um speed of getting things done and then clarity when you're printing the comics and things like that but um it's getting to to how things look today has taken a little while (laughs) um so been a bit of a long road. <laughs> yeah, what I what I like about it is it is very simple, but it still has like a lot of like just depth to that simplicity. I don't know. Simple's good. Yeah, it it, it is good. It's just it's it's hard to get there. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean I think when I first started, it, it, had I only done a, a few lines, um I think a lot of it was I was trying to render to try and make it look better and trying to add all of the hatching and, and um I, I don't think it could have really stood on its own without it. <laughs> nice. Um so I know it's been since two thousand six. Do you remember doing the uh koala well not koala bear, the teddy bear and poison drawing for mostly harmless magazine number two? Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean it's okay to say very, no. very much so. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I clearly remember it because um, we were going to Japan, and it, I think it was the night before we were leaving, and, and it was like one of these, you know, one of my to-do list items that I really wanted to get done before I left. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember doing a first draft, and I just I wasn't happy with it, and I remember sending it to you, and I said I wasn't happy with it. Um, and then I, I worked on on the the second one, and I felt way way better about that. Um, and that's kind of the the final version that you have. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was very uh, very short time frame. So yeah, well, I remember like I I, I had somebody else who was going to do the cover, and then he backed out completely. And I went, and I'd already I'd already been obsessed with your work, and then. I was like, man, I can do a real quick, easy interview with this guy, and we can get it together. And then I think you threw it together in like a night and got it to me the day before my deadline for the printers. So, yeah. And, and then oddly yeah, enough, like, it? yeah, everybody loves it to death. Like, whenever I started <laughs> making T-shirts of uh, Zach Kinsella's design, the koala bear, everybody was going like, when are you going to do the koala bear or the teddy bear? The teddy bear. It's so weird because they're both. Oh yes. Yeah. But uh, and then here it is. Finally, we're going to get around to doing it. Do you like? Um, how do you feel about when people enjoy your work? Do um, you take Do you take positive feedback? It, well, uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not, not at all. Um, it, it's it's usually awkward. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's I mean it's nice. 
it's surprising, um, and, and I appreciate it, but at the same time, I still I still feel weird about it. Um, I mean, I was just at a comic convention for three, three days here, and even you know, even when people kind of come back year over year, or, or you know, just really like the work, it's it's nice to hear, but I I still it's hard to get used to. <laughs> Um, speaking of work, you just put out two collections, uh, the wonderful Colonel and Corn comics. You just put out a collection of their stuff as well as, uh, it's called, I'm actually much more scared in person, scarier in person. I wrote it down wrong. Yeah. Uh, where do your ideas come from? Are they organic or is it just something like Colonel and Corn? How, how the hell does somebody think of something like that? <laughs> the, the tales of, you know. A piece of corn and uh, what? Uh, well, yeah. Black eyed pea. <laughs> yeah, going through somebody's urinary or not urinary tract. <laughs> Jeez, I can't get any of these words right. No, they they actually in in that story they ended up they did end up going through the urinary tract at one point. Oh yeah. Um, I mean they they mostly they mostly went through the digestive system and all of that, but um, I decided to broaden the horizon, I guess. <laughs> Um, and and in, at one point they they went into a nostril and an ear and oh my god, <laughs> pretty much any other uh, you know opening in the human body. <laughs> um, but it, it's weird. I mean, I, I have this, uh, this sickness and, and <laughs> weakness for puns, I guess. And I mean that that's always been prevalent in in my work. Um, and uh, Colonel Corn and Peter just kind of came together um, through some black and white comics years earlier and then um, I you know I'd, I'd, much like any other comics they, they were just um, they started out really sketchy and that kind of thing and a friend of mine was was bothering me to do a comic about poop and I'm, I'm like I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing a comic about poop <laughs> um, until it got to the point where I had to get a, a comic done for an update and I <laughs> I was like, well, what the heck? I'll just, you know, I'll put these two vegetables, <laughs> um, and I'll teach people about how fiber works, <laughs> and, and run them through the digestive system of a human. <laughs> um, and and <laughs> so surprisingly, as as disgusted as I expected everyone to be, uh, a lot of people seemed to like it, and it was actually really fun to do. Yeah. Um, so the those comics just kept going, and and they kept like the it, it's crazy. The the two characters are are just the stories literally just write themselves. I mean, they, you know, the, the characters work really well together. Um, you know, the subject matter, while, you know, it can get gross and, you know, the introduction of characters such as poop, John Paul and <laughs> other things like that can be questionable, but, um, but it was just a lot of, a lot of fun to, to write and to draw. Um, most of the time I was just doing it to <laughs> entertain myself and, you know, in, in the process, I guess other people liked it as well. <laughs> Nice. What, what, it, like it, it's you have a good sense of humor to your work. What kind of comedy are you into? It's uh, very fantastic too, which I actually enjoy. Yeah. Puns. <laughs> I, I always recall, um, and I don't, I don't know who said it, but uh, puns being the lowest form of humor or something like <laughs> right, that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I love them, and, and I think, yeah, I mean they're they're great, and I, I feel like I try and balance it so that it's not completely pun so i mean it, it's very pun heavy but if i try and balance it so that there's other humor in there as well and you know so somewhat of a storyline <laughs> um 
Um, but but in terms of um, in in terms of other comedy, I like I I don't know. I, I tend to get kind of I guess kind of specific. Like there, there's a lot of things that don't make me laugh. <laughs> um, you know, so so sometimes it, it, it's I guess I'm a little bit selective. But I mean, there's there's a few comedians uh, I really like. Like it's it's going to seem very generic, but but Jim uh, live for the up. first time. You broke up right there. What was it? Oh, okay. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Seinfeld. Yeah, got that. Yeah, and, and uh, I saw him for the first time live uh, just about two years ago now, and and it, it's one of the reasons I wanted to see him was because years ago I saw this movie called Comedian, which he was in, and, and it wasn't so much about being a funny movie as it was showing behind the scenes of all the neurosis and everything else involved with being a comedian. And there are so many parallels to making comics and the work that goes in behind the scenes, as opposed to what people see in terms of the output. Um, just, just like with stand up, I mean, people see uh, the performance on stage, but they don't see the behind the scenes stuff. Um, so I, I really like that movie. Um, and it really made me want to see him live. Um, but I, I like him. There's a few uh, Canadian comics that I like. Uh, John Panat, um, uh, Jeremy Hot. Um, trying to think of any others, but th- th- those are kind of the ones that stand out. Cool. Right on. Um, so I know you're a big Descendants and All fan, correct? Yes. <laughs> so yes. my my screen printer, who's going to be making these shirts with your drawing on it is chad price from all how how awesome is that 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 is pretty awesome (laughs) and the actually the i have seen i i've seen a show what all all came up here well quite a few years ago now but uh, they came up here with chad price and and i saw a show um both in calgary and edmonton here with them i've still not been able to see descendants which is sad but (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible. I was I was supposed I, I tour with Drag the River every once in a while, and I think they played Calgary. Drag the River's Chad's like country yeah. rock and roll band. I think they played they played Calgary, but I couldn't get a passport. A- a- AKA, uh, I was too lazy to get a passport in time. We could have hung out then, but oh well. Yeah, I was. I actually didn't make it to that show either, and I wanted to. I, I was disappointed. <laughs> uh, so, what other kind of music are you I, into? I um. Hmm. Let me, it's kind of all over the place. It's, <laughs> um, I listen to a bunch of jazz. Um, like, I mean, years and years ago, I was just heavily into Miles Davis, um, Ella Fitzgerald, and, and I still am uh, to some extent. Um, but I mean, Descendants uh, all are both, you know, still quite uh, regular in, in rotation. Um, what else? Like seaweed, MXPX, um, drag the river and tumble down. I've been listening to uh, quite a bit lately as well. Um, good dudes, good dudes, good bands. Uh, there's there's been a, a few a few kind of um, pop punk bands I've, I've discovered in in like in trips to Japan as well. Like there, there's this one that's really really good that I, I saw. Um, just this last year and they're called special thanks uh and and it's got 
uh, female vocalist guitarist, um, and we saw them at this like tiny little place in in Osaka, <laughs> um, with like five or six other bands, and and they were really really good. It's a really good show. Nice. How often you go overseas? Pretty constantly, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my my wife and is originally from Japan, and her family is there. So we we travel back almost every year to visit family. Um, and I, you know, as I meet people there and and discover bands and things, there's, <laughs> there's you know things like that where I'm constantly wanting to travel and and see shows when possible. <laughs> oh yeah, and then uh, you're um, you design you don't program computer programs, but you design them, right? Yeah, like the user interface yeah, I, or I, something. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's ba- basically designing how it looks and how it works um so so it's not just not just the visual but but how you know how you get from a to b and that kind of thing um and, and just trying to build um build the program so that it makes sense to people so you don't you know you don't have to be a <laughs> programmer to actually use it <laughs> right, right, and, right and then the the you know the programmers actually have to build that which is good because my my skills do not lie in that area <laughs> <laughs> right on um Start to kind of start to wrap this up. Um, we're, the band that's going to be because I'm going to do a two part episode. This band that we're going to have tonight is called Octaves. They're from Baltimore. They're a little bit more post punk hardcore stuff. I probably should have paired this with a, like a pop punk band, but I wasn't. You know, last minute. But uh, do you listen to anything like that? Any kind of hardcore or anything like that? Heavier stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, at times. I mean, my, I listened to Minor Threat for a little while. Dag uh, um, Nasty. I mean, and I guess they they can kind of depending on what what time in their career you could say they lie on one side or the other of the pop punk or hardcore uh, fence. <laughs> and, and then you you kind of play you play bass right a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've played bass for quite a while. I I haven't really played with bands or anything like that. So it's mostly just been making things up and and. <laughs> You know the the odd time recording it and, and posting it. Um, the, the one time I, I just made up something on my bass and then I uh, did a drawing and I kind of did a screen recording. I, I think it's up on YouTube still. Um, and it, so it's got me playing bass in the background and then it kind of a live drawing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and then you helped write a musical once, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote an opera. Um, uh, uh, this uh, another uh, friend's comic was, was called Too Much Coffee Man, and and I co-wrote the opera for it because I mean for years I'd been writing all these odes, um, <laughs> these like short poems and emailing them out to friends and stuff. Um, so I, I originally wrote like an ode to coffee that he put on his coffee mugs that he was selling, um, and then from there kind of collaborated on this opera that. Um, I think it was it must have been 2007 that that was uh, performed live in Portland, and we went down and saw it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> nice. Uh, I I keep waiting though with like uh, Doctor Horrible and some of that other stuff. Like it, too much Coffee Man's prime for a operatic web series or something. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I know they were trying to do a second one, and at the time, I, I just, you know, the, the first one took literally years of, like, back and forth and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the the second one, they were trying to get done really quickly, and, and I was I was pretty tied up with, with other commitments, so I couldn't really be involved with it very much. Fair enough. Well, uh, well, Damien, um, you just put out two new collections of books. Where can people find those? Uh, they're up on Amazon.com. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you search, I need to get a store going on my website, which I've been bad about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're available on Amazon.com if you search dork boy comics it's probably the easiest or you can search my name which <laughs> inevitably uh spelling will become an issue um I'll, I'll throw a link on the website they can visit the website and find a link okay too. yeah so they don't have to worry about sp- the two l's in your last name and spell yeah, your first or, name right yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the all the issues i've suffered with throughout my life as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a double whammy there yeah uh what else do you have going on anything else coming up I know you just finished the Calgary Expo. Do you have any other convention appearances or anything? Uh, no, I, I used to do a lot of conventions, um, but I started to get burned out on them, and, and it made me not enjoy making comics <laughs> just because of the amount of work involved. Um, so I, I've pretty much been limiting it to just the, the local one each year. It's a pretty big one still. Um, but, yeah, now that this is done, I'm hoping to – I mean, I've – Ever, ever since January, so I've been trying to get the books done and haven't been uh, drawing and updating the website as much, so I'm hoping to get back on track with that uh, shortly and just start making comics and crappy drawings again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, hey man, well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for talking to me so last minute today. Oh yeah, no, no problem at all. Always a pleasure to talk to someone with the same name. <laughs> hey, hell yeah, cool. Thank you, Damien Wilcox, my my wonderful longtime internet buddy, for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you again for drawing up this Mostly Harmless magazine cover here. Uh, one of these days we're going to meet in person. We're going to have a blast because I know we'll get along like gangbusters. It's just so weird saying your name, Damien, all the time. It's like I'm talking about myself in third person because it's just such an unusual name. Anyway, friends, uh, please visit dorkboycomics.com for more information about Damien Wilcox and his comic booking needs he's got a ton of hilarious comic books on the uh, on his website we didn't get a chance to talk about his scully comics but those are probably one of my favorites uh they're just quick little one panel far side-esque uh comics about the adventures of a young and in love grim reaper who just can't get a break it's kind of reminiscent of little depressed boy if you're into comics um and if you're interested in buying a most harmless t-shirt please visit mostly com. or if you're lazy like me you can just go to mhpod.com, and it'll take you to the same place. Same place, buddies. Uh, I'm about to go out on a month-long tour with Arliss Nancy, and all proceeds from this these T-shirts sold will go to Feeding Me on the Road. Uh, and I, and uh, it, it may take me a few weeks to get them out. I may send them out while we're on the road. We'll see. And, again, visit uh, Arliss Nancy on Facebook. Find out where I'm going to be. Come hang out. Let's drink beers. Uh, let's get into this other interview we got here today with the, my, my new best friends in the band Octaves. Now, some of you guys who just came in for the Damon Wilcox interview aren't going to like the music of Octaves. Uh, we're going to play a song here in a minute off their newest album, Which Way the Wind Blows. And uh, you're going to go, oh, this is terrible. I hate that, buddies. I mean, you might be a Michael McDonald fan. You might be a Dylan Diamond fan. There's nothing wrong with that. We got a different taste. 
But uh, I encourage you still, all you guys who came in just to listen to that interview with Damien Wilcox there, uh, to please stick around for this interview with uh, the Octaves. As I said in the first intro, there was a little bit of uh, booze involved. And uh, apologies to the, these guys. I uh, tried typing in the Octaves into your Google search engine. You can't really find that much about this band. So this is kind of an introduction. This is kind of us getting to know them. Uh, I wanted to do a little bit longer interview, but as you'll hear here in a minute, well, things just didn't work out that right. But it was a hell of a good time. So much fun. I'm so happy to have uh, seen these guys and met them and thrown this interview on them at the last minute. Um, Phil, Phil and the boys, you guys, it was a absolute fucking pleasure. I can't wait to see and party with you guys at the fest. I guess I could be doing this in the outro. Uh, we're going to go ahead and open up. Before we get into their interview, we're going to go up ahead and open up with a song off their new album, Which Way the Wind Blows, off Bridge Nine Records. This song is going to be called Premature Congratulations.
stop that right there and start again fresh. Uh, just post that shit. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> I can't. No. I can't. Right. So, uh, you guys ready to start? I think so. Yeah, why not? So, uh, so hey, uh, we're hanging out in the Octaves van. Um, who, who the fuck are we hanging out with? Who's here? Uh, my name's Tony. Is it really Tony, or are you just it lying? Is, he's not lying? It is. That's real. You're you're not trying to peg all this he, off on somebody else. He doesn't have a middle name, but his, name, his first name is Tony. Yeah, it's real talk. Nice. Yeah. My name's Phil. Phil. I do have a middle name. It's Joseph, and I have a last name. It's Fossler. Ooh. And my baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. What's your uh, social security number? Two one. Oh. No, don't don't oh, do that. Okay. No, no. All right. You sing. You play bass. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, I paid enough attention. Yeah, you, you got it. Yeah, what's up? So, uh, so I, I was telling Phil earlier, I tried to do research on all this shit, but I couldn't really find a lot of interviews with you guys on the internet because we don't we don't do them. That's weird. We Why not? Because because look at you, we can say no to that face. Well, I mean, yeah, we were gonna have a beard off. Why not other times? Oh, is because because they don't have your face. Yeah. Oh. Well, we can't see the face usually. It's just, Fair it's just an email address <laughs> or a really bad. You can just tell over the phone he's got acne and scars, and he's like, um, um, well, uh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm I'm trying to pigeonhole so so we've called all, we've all rock had journalists. Acne and it's okay. We're, octaves is fine with acne. We're pro acne. I never I never had acne. We're, we're proactive. <laughs> Use proactive octaves. Right, anyway. I like I liked oxy oxy cotton. Is Whoa. that what is oxy that what cotton? I like to take for my well, uh, oxy on the cotton? Yeah. That's what. But, yeah, I'm just but kidding. The drug is for pain it's, relief only. Yeah. It should not be used otherwise. We're plugging a lot Shouldn't of stuff into it. Oh shit! Look, look at all these people that are jo- joining us. I think they're trying to leave, and then we're doing an interview. Hey guys, what's up? Shane obviously didn't tell you whose house you're going to if you're trying uh, to smoke in here. What's going on? Are you a microphone? I do. Yeah, oh. doing, are you doing a thing? Yeah. Oh man, ask me a question. I don't know. What's up? Are you scared? No, I'm, I'm not scared. Uh, who's who's your scared? barber and what does he do? My barber? Me, since know. sixth grade. My mom. Looks she, great. She wouldn't let me have a haircut, like the haircut I wanted. I wanted one of those like fucking like swoop haircuts. Yeah. And she wouldn't, so I did it myself and I've been cutting my hair ever since. Can you tell me? Yeah. Home haircut for once. Hey, it's it for me. Hey, hey cut my own hair. Don't, don't use that. What? It's too late. It's on. It's it's done. It's done. It's a, it's I'm clearly more fun to talk to than you. No, no, we just started. Well, no, so that we could have, so I can look at all you guys, and there's a little bit of light and whatnot, and in case the other guys want to come in, okay. that's why I moved. So what, what, what's your name? I'm Damien. Damien? Yeah. Is this what you do? Yeah, I do a podcast. I write for a couple of magazines. I uh, I also work here at the bar. Fuck it, hey. Okay, um, and and I drink and I you drink uh, at the bar. I also well, drink professionally. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, a lot of these podcast. I, I do a podcast. This is a podcast right now. Yeah, right. Well, it's not live or anything. Gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna upload it right, later. Right, I mean, right. I can cut you out if you want. No, no, it's fine. I, nice. I don't, I'm down. Cool. Do you want to join in? I mean, join go ahead. Let's talk, let's I mean, we just started. We hadn't even gotten to the starting point. Stuff. This is all still the intro. Sure. Yeah, right. So you're Tony. I'm West. No, you're Tony. You're Phil. You're Wes. Okay. I got it. I got it. I'm sorry. I don't smoke. Um, I don't smoke cigarettes very much, and tonight these guys were having me smoke cigarettes. Yeah, we were like, um, <laughs> okay. So I'm 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 a f- I love comic books as a little kid. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the origin stories of of things, and people. So I like to ask like early childhood questions about music to yeah. people. 
because it's all I find that it's all relative. People who like Bruce Springsteen find out like, oh shit, I grew up on yada yada yada. I'm rambling too much. So let me let me ask you guys. When you guys were little kids, five, six, seven, eight years old, what was the first record you became obsessed with or musician? That's tough. Phil? Ooh, really? Guns N' Roses. Really? Cool. What album? Uh, or was it an album? Well, I had an older brother, and he was really into Guns N' Roses and Metallica. So my roots are shittily right there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes I dress like a lady because <laughs> um, of uh, Guns N' Roses. Roses. Next, Tony. Who? S- system of a Down. <laughs> Which actually the first? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 26, Phil, right? 27. Yeah. I'm 23. See. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But but That's my babysitter good. was like this goth chick, and she was just like, "You gotta listen to this." So I did. It was great. <laughs> I mean, they're a great band. Yeah. I've seen. I've, I saw them live, for, like as front row as you well, could get. I hate you then, because I have never seen Whoa. them live. We don't, no, hate, no, we don't hate anybody. We no, hate I everyone. Get it. I mean, he can hate me. It's okay. Uh, they played with Hella and uh, Mars Volta. What? Yeah. Oh my God. It was an interesting show. show. So weird. Oh, my God. It sounds like an awesome show. And, it sounds awesome. And me and my buddy got bored, and we just went two hours early, stood in line. Next thing you know, we're on the barrier watching the bass player, like, fuck his bass in front of us or whatever the hell it is he does. So it was a great show. That's pretty nice. system, man. All right. What, what, have all, you figured out? All five first Black Sabbath albums. The same time, oh, all playing no, once. like most life changing for me literally was uh, probably Master Reality. What about first? It, it was like the heavy, first, very first, very that was my first record. Okay. That's up there that, that I like, heavy record that got me into music, like heavy stuff. I'd have to say, nice Black Sabbath, cool. So, uh, I just had to I'm good, I gotta drive you. So, I also, I'm curious because somehow I ended up playing violin. That's but that's I wanted to, rad. I wanted to play guitar and I ended up playing violin. Yes, I noticed yeah. way earlier. Uh, ch- cello? No, I don't. I, it's just like a musical. Oh, you thing. just like them? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We're talking about his tattoos on his arms. But no, I wanted to play guitar. They didn't teach guitar in my school. Uh, the counselor suggested violin. That's how I started learning the music. How did you guys pick your instrument, or did it pick you? Uh, I played clarinet in fourth grade, but I didn't care about that. But. Yeah. For me, guitar, like, I, I remember it was uh, a bunch of kids in middle school covered uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, and, like, I was like, I have to do that. So I begged and begged and begged my very impoverished parents to buy me a guitar, and they did, and uh, I didn't do anything with it for, like, a year and a half except stand in front of the mirror and look cool, and then my dad caught me one day. My parents got divorced. My dad caught me just standing in front of the mirror, so he took the guitar and... Uh, had it at his house and so like every time I ever went to my dad's house on the weekends I would just like go over there and like actually try and play yeah stuff so it was what yeah. still stands in front of the mirror I still stand in front of the mirror and try to look cool yeah. but nobody you know supposed to talk about the mirror doesn't but that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I guess yeah that that was that was how I got started on, on guitar really what about, what about you guys? Come on. Oh. You're talking about how we started playing instruments? Yeah. yeah. Who are you? You just showed I play drums. Drums. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, I started playing drums. I got my first kit when I was like five, like a little toy kit, you know? Uh, before that, like before I can remember, my parents told me I used to like bang on pots and pans. Uh, I'd play like with drumsticks on the floor, like the old classic rock stuff. <laughs> uh, my family's really cool. Like no, no one plays anything, but they love music. My dad taught me to read by picking out records for them. Uh, so yeah, I've been pretty much doing it forever, you know. 
awesome. I guess it picked me, as he said. Yeah. Uh, before you before you jumped in, I asked these dudes, what was the first record or musician you had an obsession with? Do you remember? Uh, probably Aerosmith, because of my family. I was super into Aerosmith. The first thing I ever really got into, like, on my own was probably Pantera. Uh, nice. Like, the Great Southern Trend Kill, that record. Yeah. It was, like, the first heavy thing I ever had that was, I was like... My parents probably won't like this, so I extra like it. Um, <laughs> it was one of the first records, too, that had the fucking label on it, like the explicit... Yeah, yeah, the parental right? advisory, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is surprising that my mom bought it for me for Christmas when I was like 12, but <laughs> I don't really think she knew what I was getting into in my bedroom. Um, but yeah, probably, yeah, probably like Aerosmith and Pantera were like the first couple nice. things. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. All right, back to the other one, or other question. Why did uh, you start playing... Oh, what do you play? Um, I play bass, and yeah. I started playing bass because my I was like a little kid, and my friend played drums, and his parents were like the manager. <laughs> I'm doing finger quotes here. Yeah. The manager of him, and uh, they were like, hey, you should play this instrument. And I started playing it, and I still play it. And that's pretty much it. Wow. Yeah, it's not deep like everybody else. It's just it's what Follows I play. Rules like normal. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? It'll get deep. And you don't play an instrument at all. I don't. I just yell at people. Do you, do you play an instrument at all? Well, see, ever? when I was born, I was able to yell. <laughs> and, you did uh, a lot. My mom, my mom yelled a lot growing up, so I think it really, like, influenced my yelling capability. Um, I was really good at Guitar Hero for a while, <laughs> but it didn't translate into the real guitar. So he tried. He tried. I, no, I just, I yell. My problem with Guitar Hero is the timing's off. You got to match it with the lights and not the rhythm of the song. Yeah, I'm terrible. Well, if you if you read any of our reviews, you'll know that I'm not very good with timing. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure how it works. Um, or what I it is. I could tell time on a digital clock. <laughs> I'm not so good with analog, um, but that that's how it came to be. <laughs> so why did you start singing and yelling at people? Um, I had a lot of unchecked uh, sexual aggression. Ooh, really? Tell me more. Um, well, it's checked now, and my therapist told me I <laughs> shouldn't discuss progression. it. Yeah, it's sexual progression. <laughs> and uh, I'm releasing a film at the end of 2014, um, after all my subjects have signed their consent forms. And it'll be pretty interesting. You might only be able to get it in, uh, like, Afghanistan. It's dark. It's, it's dark. It's pretty dark. No no racial puns intended. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dark. And that and that's why I yell. Is is this the subject matter of the lyrics? Uh, well, I mean, if you analyze my lyrics, you'll see many different subject matters, <laughs> but uh, a lot of them are quite sexual in content. Um, <laughs> it might not be very obvious at the time, but pretty much every other word is some kind of euphemism. Euphemism. <laughs> it's euphemism. It's a euphemism, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Um, speaking of sexual objects, how how is that beard with the ladies? I mean, speaking as somebody with a giant beard, um, when when I can, when I am allowed. Um, either way, whenever a lady <laughs> is allowed to enjoy it, they yeah. seem to like it very much. I because you it. have a great beard too, right? And you do too. Right? Well, see, the thing with me is they get started thinking that they like the beard. But after the mess ensues, it's. <laughs> I mean, this is we're, we're dating years back because I've been monogamous for about two years, 
She likes it. I don't understand why. My dick has a beard too. <laughs> it's uh. Do you get food in it? It's equally as long. Sometimes I get food stuck in both. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The ladies, uh, on principle, I think it's cool. Once it starts to get sticky, uh, not as much. But both again, both. Just read my auto bio. It's called okay. "Die Young and Leave a Hairy Corpse," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it'll That's all cute. be in there. Wow. Wow, How do we indeed. follow that up? I don't know. Do what? <laughs> can't really follow that up. No, uh, I, 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 can, I can follow it up because, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> so you guys are from Baltimore, but are you from Baltimore? Have you yeah. grown up there? Yeah. Rue and I live in Baltimore from. proper. I did not grow up there. What? We grew, West West grew up in the sticks. Yeah, it's yeah. Same, thing. Yeah. same thing. Suburbs. Suburbs, suburbs count. Like, yeah. I grew up in... Yeah. We were all born and raised in Maryland, right outside of Baltimore, in Baltimore. Cool. Uh, so what brought it, it, and I know this is kind of a bullshit question, but what brings you guys together to make this kind of racket in a garage? It is, it is venue. Yeah, slave labor mostly. Slave labor. <laughs> slave labor. Indentured. Um, I believe it's indentured servant. Uh, that's kind of a dated term. We, yeah, if you want to we be prefer PC. slave labor, <laughs> um, just because we want to get real about it. But no, uh, we all knew each other somehow. From e- each one of us is a connection to the other. Right. In a way. Far fucking out, right? Yeah. And uh, the, the cosmos <laughs> brought us together. Ooh, fantastic. And here we are making cosmic jams for Same. cosmic people. Yeah. In Colorado. In cosmic Rado. <laughs> he's got a way with He's a wordsman. Yes, I can see why you write the lyrics. Yep. No, other, I, other... Actually, um, what's that guy's name? Carl Sagan? Carl Sagan writes all of <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It's Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> what the fuck is that? He wrote, he, he wrote and directed the movie Ghost Dog. Okay, uh, right on, Dead Man. man. Um, all right. He wrote Which Way the Wind Blows, which came out on Bridge Nine Records on April 16th. Pick it up at their bridge9store.com. Or jimjarmusch.com. <laughs> jimjarmusch.com also. He also has true? it. Half of it's true. <laughs> okay. Which half? Which half? <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. I, I just put together. The it's it's uh, the right. Jarmish half. It took me a second. It took me those cigarettes. We we're we're going to get sued by Jim Jarmish. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm going to take a piss. Tobacco cigarettes. I got to pee, too. I got to pee. Can we? Yeah. Well, we Do you have, like, a last question? Oh, God. Well, I mean, I usually do these for, like, 30 minutes, and we're at 14, but... Oh, fuck. I'm going to pee again. Shit. Uh, do, do you want to still... We can go a little more. Keep, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Phil and I are hanging with you for a All right, Phil and uh, Wes? Yes, that's right. Okay, sorry. I, the cigarettes. Are, that's all right. Cigarettes were very powerful. They'll, they'll get you. Tobacco, Marlboro yeah. flavor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so when you guys get into a room, the sound you guys make, the racket you make, is is that a conscious decision or is it just what happens when you guys get in a room together? Uh, I mean, our writing process is like, it's kind of sequential, I guess you would say. Like, um... Like, I, I write a lot, like, at home. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I, I guess I, I write a lot of, like, the riffs, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm not very good at, like, song structure. So, like, you know, I'll write a bunch of shit and then, like, bring it to the guys. And, like, you know, we'll kind of just piece it together. Like, Tony, our bass player, is pretty good at just, like, piecing stuff together. Shane, our drummer, is good at, like, saying this part should go after this part. And, you know, and, like... Rue comes in and adds extra guitar parts too and then we you know it's kind of like just a little skeleton and then you put the muscle on and and then Phil I guess puts the skin on and all the hair because he has a lot of hair so 
Nice. It's hairy skin. It's hairy skin. Hairy skin. But but beautiful black, with a little black. gray in there. Black is beautiful. But my like sh- my shirt says, "Black is beautiful" right now. Does yeah, it really? Awesome. And that's that's pretty much our band mantra. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like yeah, it's obviously group effort. There's no like one person who does everything. You know what I mean? It, it, but yeah, we don't we don't just get in and like jam like we don't. I mean, we jam on right, right. stuff, you know, when we smoke cigarettes. <laughs> but uh, no, like we, it's a it's kind of a labor to write songs and stuff. Like this album took about like six and a half months to write. Nice. You know what I mean? And it had been a while since your last album came out. Yeah, it was like about three years. Yeah, yeah. Why the time span? What's up with that? Touring. What's up with that, yo? Just touring, huh? meeting people. Yeah. Nice. In, that was in between. And douchebags quit the band. And also, right. and also douchebags that quit the band. No, yeah. no, it was. If, we have we've had plenty of great musicians in the band, but yeah. uh, none of them were douchebags, <laughs> except for Andrew Russell, <laughs> which is in the band. Now. It was currently in the <laughs> band. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just uh, we, you know we did a, a lot of touring off Greener Pastures, um, and then you know. We were taking our sweet time trying to write a new record because, like, we didn't. I mean, I feel like I love Greener Pastures for what it was, but it's uh, it's kind of like a young record to me. Like that was just yeah. kind of like what happened, you know, when we got together. This one was a lot more like we had a focus. At least, you know, for me writing, I had a lot of focus. It was a young record for Wes because he was like thirty-eight. Yeah, so <laughs> and like, my last and my last name is Young yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh. So they're all young records, right? Yeah. Young <laughs> we're signed to Young Records. Young money. No, we're not. We're sending to Bridge Nine. Don't nobody sue us. <laughs> Jim Jarmish, if you're out there, we love you. Sue us. <laughs> sue us. I, I gotta say that'd though, be, that'd be good publicity. Jim Jarmish. Yeah. Yeah. No, because nobody knows who Jim Jarmish is. Oh, you know, you were wrong. About well, but this, I, right? I worked in a video store for years. Like, oh, me too, man. What, what video store? <laughs> it was an it, it was a mom and pop video oh, really? store me operation. Too. I did that in the middle of nowhere. Tony worked at mom and pop too. I worked at mom and pop. Yeah. I got a piece of it. It it was. Kept open by the very um, adult back room that we had. Yes. Oh, yeah. But we had the new releases that they lost I've money never, on. I've never worked at a video store with an adult section. It was pretty interesting because I would just stay there all day. Wow. But I didn't. It's weird because my boss was a very beautiful, busty woman. Oh. And they were natural. She would get so mad because the customers would come in from the back room. <laughs> you need these movies? <laughs> and she would get so pissed off. She's like, no, God damn it. These are all mine. <laughs> I own the goddamn place. <laughs> um, but I left that job when I moved to Colorado. And I worked at a bullshit. Uh, it was a Best Buy size CD warehouse. Okay. But we get a lot of weird movies in there, too, when I worked there. Fuck yeah. I dated a uh, another manager there, and when we broke up, she got me fired. Fun, fun story. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, what do you guys do now? Other uh, than tour, I work at a venue called Ramshead Live. Nice. It's like the Baltimore venue, you know, yeah. and, and Pier Six, which is another Baltimore venue. Besides that, I just kind of hang out. Nice. That's about it. Yeah. West West does stuff. I I work I work at. Like big rock concerts and stuff, I guess. Yeah. I climb, like for for a job. You climb, like, yeah. Like like I climb up really high. Rocks at concerts. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Phil has the best job of them all, though. He owns his own business. That's such. Yeah, it's an escort service. I rent out Ford <laughs> Escorts to lonely men, and uh, we're doing pretty well. The only time that fucking joke has ever worked. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the what? only time. Where's the joke, Tony? Actually, you should tell a joke. No, come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Next <you>. question. <laughs> do you really? Do you? So, what do you really do when you're at home, Phil? 
Well, hang out, man. <laughs> listen, sure. to, listen to track If you don't eight. tell him, I'm going to tell him what you do. What? Tell him what you do. What do I do? I groom, cool. dog. I groom dogs. dogs. I groom dogs. I own a grog, drug grooming. <laughs> grog. Grog grooming. Come to scrub it up, dog. I'll be fucked up. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> oh, this is the best. I groom dogs. Oh, what do you got there? What are you eating? Weed. <laughs> That's what I got. We can say that here. I got weed in Colorado. <laughs> we can say that in Colorado. Right, right, right. right. Colorado. <laughs> what did I say? Legal. What did I call it before? <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> Walters. Oh man. Uh, no, I'm not as I'm not no Barbara. No, anyway, so I'm, you're not as sexy as Barbara Walters. You're right. So dog grooming. What attracted you to dog grooming? Was it the grooming of your own self? I don't actually even know that question. What? How did you start in dog grooming? I'm being interviewed by my own basic. <laughs> yeah. Question. No, yeah. this is perfect. This Wait works. Wait a minute. Because I'm curious. I have to do less work now. Yeah, uh, I worked at a record store, and I and I didn't get paid very much. Right. And I had a friend who worked at a large chain pet store whose name I will not mention because they fired me. Uh, <laughs> mention mention your friends. I, I will give a hint. They also fired Will Ferrell in the movie Step Brothers. <laughs> that was the name of the place. Um, and my friend, uh, well, this whore that I knew, um, worked there and she said, hey, they're hiring. And I was like, okay, I'll go do that. And they're like, hey, we're hiring for dog grooming. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And then they're like, "Okay, come on," and then I did. So you had no And that experience. was like ten years ago because I'm old as fuck. And now I cut. Now I shave dog dicks for a living. <laughs> and he gets shat and he on shaves daily. Them real good. I get. I sometimes I get diarrhea on. Oh, every day. I, I, I get diarrhea. I have to squeeze their butts. I get bit. He gets bit a lot. What, tell him about the time your hand got infected. One, one time my hand got infected. <laughs> the end. Before tour. <laughs> and then we had to go on tour. And then our great friend Josh Bear, who was in a really famous band called Lilu Dallas that Wes was also in. No, I wasn't. He was. No, I wasn't. I was also in. in that band. Uh, he Dallas he, multi-pass. But shout, yeah. out, shout out to Josh Bear hooking me up with a doctor who gave me a prescription, which is probably illegal, which I probably shouldn't say in public. <laughs> Uh, but his name's Josh Bear. And also, the, the doctor's name was also Josh. I can't recall his last name. Bear. <laughs> no. It was Josh Bear. What? Also, shout out to Josh Bear. Fuck Josh Bear. Whoa. What if he hears this? Wes said that, Josh. Yeah, Wes said that, Josh. <laughs> Fuck you Josh. already know about Wes. All right, next question. Who's Josh Bear. Don't worry about it. This guy in Lilu Dallas. Okay, all right. Nobody knows. There's a band called Lilu Dallas. Yeah, I was in a band called Lilu Dallas. Oh, really? Yeah. They're pretty famous. Next question. <laughs> I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? I want to talk about, I don't know, man. I just want to go eat this pizza and drink beer. I don't know. There's pizza? Yeah. Who's pizza? At the place. Oh, shit. There's pizza? We have pizza. Okay, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this shit up. Pizza. Um, you guys just released the album on Bridge Nine. You stoked about it. What's going on? What's happening next? So stoked. Tell me the future. Uh, we're finishing out this tour. It's a month long. Uh, we're going to meet up with our buddies Caravels. They're rad. That's go check them out. future. We're yeah. gonna uh, we're releasing something with Geffen, home of Guns N' Roses, <laughs> and we're uh, we're opening up for Head PE on an international tour, and that should be plenty of people to sue us. Thank you. Good night. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're gonna go to Fest in Florida. So yeah, I'll be yeah. there too. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, do that. We'll see you there. Party. Probably Wait, another we, tour around. Really? There. Let's hook up, man. Let's hang yeah, out. Let's we'll, hook up. We'll do dude. another one. Of we're these. all gonna hook up. We're all gonna hook up. 
Yeah. It's going to be good. A, a male sexual hookup. Yes, our beards will get interlocked. And Is that legal in Colorado? Can we get married here? Uh, civil union. It's not married. But Are you fucking married. seriously legalized weed, but gays can't get married? Right. You can get civil unions. Let's talk That's about bullshit. This. Exactly. Let's talk about this right. shit. Uh, right. civil, civil unions are a fucking cop out. Right. Uh, it, marriage is bullshit. Right. <laughs> but if you want to get, if you're dumb enough to want to be able to get married, then you should be able to. That's all. Send and that it, shit to Obama. That's as political yeah. as I've ever gotten. And, 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 it, <laughs> and I want to see Obama's birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, is this life on the road with you guys? Yeah. Is it just this guy sitting in the back seat making an app? You have no um, idea. An man. enjoyable. Yes. Oh yeah. Off of himself. <laughs> yeah, we we would all kill each other if it wasn't for Phil. Honestly. Do you tell me enough? Actually, yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. Phil probably does all the comic relief. Yeah, he's it the, actually lightens the mood. But actually, Wes, you're pretty funny, but not on purpose. Yeah, I'm funny. Like <laughs> I'm funny. Like old, you know, like old guys. Yeah. Like they don't know Are that you they're funny. Familiar with Jackie Gleason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Red Skelton is? Yes. That's, well, that's, Wes that's funny. I think it's more of a Red Fox. He thinks so. You're, you're yeah. the straight man. He's a bitch. You're the, he's yeah. the only straight man. <laughs> so let's get this party started. I'm probably the most like dweeb, yeah, straight lace, I guess you'd say. Well, you did agree to the reading comic book thing when I brought that up. Yeah. His girlfriend actually fucking draws comics, yeah. and she's insane. She's Wait, Faultmore, so good. She's, she just she runs her own little like comic collective called Hey Boy Comics right now. Who's your girlfriend? Her name's Kim Bianco. Oh, I don't know her. Yeah. I apologize. That was a mispronunciation. It's pronounced Bianco. It's Bianco. <laughs> I apologize, Kim. been dating the girl I... for goddamn 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I follow uh, Liz Prince and Oh, Ramsey yeah. She loves Liz yeah. Prince, man. So yeah, I try to follow. It, well. There's, a, oddly enough, a lot of female comic artists yeah. out there. Baltimore's... They're all great. Yeah. All it's really good, good that they're letting them have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we gotta end this. All right, yeah, let's go eat pizza. Well, right, thank uh, you. Oh wait, the pizza's where we're going. It's not here. Oh, it's not. Well, you, you guys go eat. You pizza. get no I'll pizza. Go. I'm sorry. That's okay. I got cigarettes. Thank you. Cigarettes. That was fun. Sorry. Thank sorry. You. No, uh, no. Next time I'll be more prepared. We'll do this again oh, as best. Next time I'll be even more drunk because it's gonna be best. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, fast. Yeah. Best. Hey, let's get number. Well, all right, buddies. That was my interview with Octaves. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did doing it. Man, those cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes very much, but when I do, they hit me pretty hard. All that tobacco goes straight to my head, buddies. Uh, But no, hopefully you guys enjoyed doing that as much as I did. Those guys were really super cool, um, really super awesome. I'm looking really forward to hanging out with them at Fest and beyond. Hopefully they'll be coming back through here. Please check them out. Um, And again, if you're not a fan of their music... Hopefully you stuck around this long to listen to them. Hopefully maybe you got a little something out of it, buddies. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm going to be gone for the next month on tour. Uh, We have interviews planned all throughout the tour, so I'm going to be doing on-the-road, on-the-spot interviews. Please visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. Hopefully we'll get some videos up. We'll get some uh, live podcasts going. We're going to do some crazy, weird shit that we haven't all ironed out yet. Again, thank you for listening. Thanks to our guests. Uh, Visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. Buy a T-shirt. Help me eat while I'm on the road. Uh, help me pay my rent when I get back, which is even more important. Um, and head over to uh, Facebook, like us on Facebook, iTunes. Please leave us an iTunes review. Uh, I've got one really bad one that's actually really funny. I really, really like it. Uh, leave whatever you like. Be truthful. Be honest. That show sucks. Leave a shitty review. I don't care. I enjoy it all. And uh, honestly, I like the bad reviews better than I like the good ones. Uh, again, 
Thanks for tuning in. Come find me on the road. I'll be out on tour again with Arliss Nancy. Those tour dates should be up on mostonharmlesspodcast.com as well. We're going to end this episode with another song off Which Way the Wind Blows. This song is called Poppycock.